We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 283. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. It's been two weeks. I don't even know what episode we're on right now. Mm-hmm. It's like almost 238, 250. I don't know. 283. Wow. Wow. Nice. That's a... I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I, I love doing this. Anyway, we are back. We took last week off and, uh, you know, there really wasn't much going on. No, nah, it was... It was nice. Yeah. I but it's, nothing like no severe weather here. Not much at all here. I mean did it rain? It rained. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we got like about a quarter of an inch, maybe not that much. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because my buddy Phil the other day got an inch. She lives in Miriam Woods. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we I didn't get that much. I no, I didn't know. Uh what'd you do for Labor Day? We're in Oklahoma. Awesome. Yeah. Didn't stay too long, just for the day. Ended up going to a Chiefs game on Thursday night that week, so I was busy all week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You surprised uh, Garrett, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was fun. Did was he? How, was he really surprised? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I didn't even know about it till that morning. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he knew about it, it's a miracle because I sure didn't. Wow. Yeah. Well, good. Who did yeah. we win? We did. We lost by a point. Oh okay. It was still fun though. I was going to say, that's kind of... Our buddy Brad Case was there. He had a good sunset picture. Brad was there. Sweet. There's a lot of people from Branson there, actually. So it's pretty cool. Branson is now the official vacation destination of the Chiefs. So ads for Branson were playing all over the stadium. Oh, wow. It's kind of neat, actually. No, that's great. Yeah. We we need to. I mean, this is the time of year that we're going to start picking back up here in Branson. The, you, usually every year, we've talked about this before, in August, they kind of, uh, you know, kids are getting ready to go back to school. The traveling just goes down. So a lot of the theaters shut down for a week or two because there's just, you know, it's pointless. Yeah. And now that the schools are back open, uh, we're going to start getting those bus tours. It's going to start getting crazy. I haven't noticed, I mean, I've noticed a little uptick in traffic around here, but not horrible i mean how about on your side over there fall yet really yeah i think it'll pick up the end of this month for sure i'll go into october October. yeah yeah and your schedule my gosh you're just yeah i pick up starting on uh friday actually crazy busy oh man (laughs) so yeah that's but good. The weather's though. cooler, you know, by then usually. Sometimes hopefully it will stay cooler. We'll see. We've been below average. I mean, our yeah. average high for is about 83. Well, we've been right around average, I'd say. Low 80s. Um yeah, our high today was 81.3, but got a cold front coming. We're looking at radar over here. There's a ton of rain moving into southwest Missouri right now. Looks good. It looks great. I like it. Uh not really seeing any thunder. Now, of course, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because most people are going to listen to this tomorrow. I've been sprinkled on a couple times today, tonight, this evening. Oh, yeah, it's sprinkled in Springfield. Yeah. You got some Springfield sprinklers, we'll say. Uh, yeah, nothing's fair out of this thing. And uh, just going to kind of push through. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not looking at much. How's the drought looking? Do you, I mean, it's... We're still, I mean, Branson okay, I guess? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, it didn't really change from last week too much. Yeah. I mean, the area that's the worst part of the drought in north, you know, north central, kind of west central Missouri is not going to get any of this rain, it looks like. Yeah. It's kind of going to go south of it, or most of it is anyway. 
And that's that typical spot that's been in drought for months right, now. Right, right. But uh, see, for Branson, we're not in a drought at all. Yes. But I mean, just our back door over in Stone County, Christian County, they're, they're abnormally dry. So uh, we're lucky, actually. Will it continue? We'll see. Maybe this little rain will help it. It'll help it a little bit. Already measured for this week, probably today. No, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Today's Monday. I'm off because we're doing this differently. Right. Yeah. 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 This is a day early by the chance. So, so. They'll, they'll measure it tomorrow. So maybe maybe it will do some good for. The... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all supposed to move out. Well, no. Wait a minute. They keep pushing it longer because originally a couple of days ago they said it was going to start maybe after midnight and then from you know, four or five o'clock and then go away. Now they've incredibly expanded this thing, and mm. uh, the new timeline coming out said Branson should start seeing you know some more organized about ten o'clock. Uh, looks about it right looks to like me. It. Yeah. But then going till two tomorrow afternoon. I don't know. Don't think it will. Uh, it's just I don't a, know. a wave going through. We'll see. I'm driving to to uh, Fayetteville in the morning, so oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll see if it's a uh, rainy. The roads to Fayetteville aren't that wonderful in my book, especially if their roads are wet. Do you go to four twelve? Yeah, that's, right, that's about the only way to do it. I mean, there are other ways. I mean, I've been other ways, but. That's well, it, it's weird because my kind of kind of uh, stepdaughter Megan lives in Fayetteville. She can go if she's going to Springfield. She goes forty nine to forty four and over in two hours. Now I can, I can go here down sixty five to four twelve to Fayetteville in two hours. So it just it kind of depends on where she wants to go. If she wants to go here. She just goes the other way. It's going to be two hours either way. Mm-hmm. But at least if you're on 44 or 49, you're going to go, what, 70? Is 49 interstate? Yeah. Yeah, so you can go 70 on that. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, our buddy Brad, he sent me a little thing, uh, a little GFS screenshot, and I want to double check with you. Are you about ready for your model minute? Already? Uh, yeah, this is really nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I got some questions. So let's get to the your minute. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, I do have questions. I do have lots of questions. Um, we want to start with precip first? Yep. All right, so what's it looking like precipitation-wise for a while? For a while? Well, I see this wave moving through the one that's current, and it looks about, you know, the same still moving through around uh man i need glasses i gotta go. I, I, I do because i'm getting yeah. a drive i have to go renew my driver's license next month and i don't know if i could oh do the eye test well you're talking about close up right can you see far no i cannot so we'll see <laughs> 9z tomorrow the, so that's this morning that is 4 a.m 4 a.m uh-huh it's still over us on on gfs okay uh, moving out, moving out in the morning, about six o'clock in the morning on here. Oh, really? So it's saying eighteen Z. What's eighteen Z? One o'clock p.m. Okay, well, it's way out by then. I went too far. Oh, okay. Twelve Z. Moving out around twelve Z. That's seven a.m. Yeah, I'm good with that. This is the GFS, so right. I don't know what the other ones are saying. But I'm gonna fast forward, see if I see any big rainmakers on here. Yeah, anything like that. It's not, not, not really. I mean, there's a few wow. uh, spurts of activity through the first week of this model run here, through the 17th. I'm not next, next Sunday spurts, or so. Nothing, nothing to write home about on that. And then maybe toward the end of the model run, we have a big weather maker somewhere around the. Uh, 21st. Okay, that's like a Thursday, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It sure is. How, how, how would you know that? Well, it was my wife's birthday. Well, there you so go. I've been looking at 21st, and I record in the studio on the 21st. Yeah, got all this blue and purple at the end of the model run over here in Colorado. I was, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> blue and purple is snow and ice. So. Yeah. Okay, you're talking Colorado. 
But that's the first blue and purple I've seen on a regional map. Because I look at the regional, it goes from Colorado all the way to Missouri. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's the first time I've seen it. I've been seeing people posting. They said, like, the... I've seen... that It's it's snowing on top of Pikes Peak today, actually. Wow. So, you know, not a whole lot of precipitation to really worry about. If worrying is what you do about that. Yeah. I, I don't. You're not getting not excited. Not anything to look, look forward to. Okay. Nothing concrete. Nothing looks like it's... You know, because the thermals. Yeah, because we're. I mean, okay. So what the for our near forecast is that this there's cold air behind the cold air behind this. Our highs are going to be in the mid seventies, but I'm not sure what's going to happen towards the towards the weekend and beyond because we're going to start warming up. <clears throat> you did. I'm going to call the the grid up and see if that's changed at all. What yeah. would you consider warm? Ninety. Upper 80s, 90. That's what I consider warm. For this time of year. Right. Um, Not seeing anything in the short term. That's too concerning. Okay. But uh, I'm afraid to look at the long term. Yeah. Let's do it. Man, we got some you know, nice lows in the 50s coming up for sure. That's, oh, that's fall weather. As long as we get the ragweed out, which we probably won't. I like to open the windows. <laughs> yeah. But it's been high. We'll probably get to that a little bit later. Ragweed's been killing people, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been bothered too bad. Good. Um, You know, it looks almost seasonable up until you get to the mid middle of the loop, which is, I mean, I got 90s, low 90s on the 18th. That's a Monday. Maybe the 17th, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, mid nineties. The next day after that, on the, well, the nineteenth, mid nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties. So false. another, another ninety two. Uh, a couple days after that, the the twenty first, twentieth, and uh, not seeing anything stupid. Okay, good. And stupid, we mean like a hundred. Yeah, I mean, hot for this time of year. Boy, I'm telling you, ninety on the twenty seventh of of September is, is is quite warm. You know. Well, yeah, because next week on the nineteenth, our normal high is eighty. So if we're talking ninety, that's way above average. I could see. I could say we're not done with nineties yet. Maybe maybe three, four, five more uh days of ninety degree weather according to the GFS, not the forecast. Right. And fall weather's you know, it's it's hard to predict. I th- I think I think it's gonna be uh slightly above average the way it's looking. Cause I mean you got your nineties and you got your I only saw one ninety four, ninety five. Other than other than that, the highest I saw was ninety two. All right. So, but I didn't see too many of them. The rest of the month was slightly above average. Okay. Like, so the like general 83, trend three eighty five. Okay, so that's a little bit above. And like I said, this is a model, and this is way far into the future. Yeah. Those nineties might even not materialize. Exactly. Yeah. This is again. We always say it every time. This is not a forecast. This is a model projection. But also realizing that this isn't fall weather either, and people that's what you're looking forward to. The yeah. Fall weather. Tonight's a nice fall feeling night because it's kind of drizzly right now. You look, you look cooler. I like it. But uh, tomorrow will be great too if you like fall. Oh, it's gonna be nice. But it's not fall. Exactly. Until September, is it the 21st this year? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's meteorological fall, but it it's, is. it's still, technically, we're still in summer. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do? That's okay. I am just very curious about next week seeing what they say, because we'll be yet another week closer, and we all know models get a little yeah, more accurate yeah, the closer yeah, you yeah, get. Yeah. We'll be able to tell you more about that. This week, that's all I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right, especially these next few days, for sure. Oh, boy, that's going to be nice. If you can get out, I mean, I know everybody works and everything, but 70s is perfect disc golf weather for me. I'm going to go to Springfield tomorrow. My my poor mother had some 
you know, some some cancer, skin cancer surgery. She's fine, but I'm. <laughs> she got put through the ringer today. <laughs> Poor thing. So Oklahoma, I'll be going Oklahoma's there. looking warm. Oh yeah, ninety-seven. Kansas. That's the day we're on 94, 95. So, oh, okay. The potential's that, there. That's kind of where that heat bubble kind of goes up and then moves over to the Midwest. And that's the 19th. So, remember, remember that day, 19th, 19th, Tuesday. That's just, that's just what? Because Thursday's the 21st. From tomorrow, right? Yeah. Week yeah. from tomorrow. Well, that's not so far into the future. Yeah. Well, you see, we're, I mean, okay, our grid's 77, and then Saturday, 80. Sunday 80, Monday 83, so that is reflecting it, but maybe it looks like the National Weather Service is being a little kind of cautious to really get up. And this is just a GFS. I don't know what the others are saying. Yeah. That's kind of my go-to because it's just the GFS. Oh, yeah. I didn't look at, like, heat index or anything like that. Oh, don't even say heat index. Bad, bad heat index. Hey, you know what? We'll be done with that. What? <laughs> it's almost October. We're going to be done with it soon, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so I wore shorts and flip-flops today to Springfield, and it I wasn't chilly. It was really comfortable. You know, I wasn't hot or anything. It was just really nice. I'm, I don't see any heat indexes into the 100s. I mean, I, I see a lot in the 90s. Good. Yeah. Well, but that's okay. I mean, it, the okay. humidity is what cranks the heat index, so it could be 90. Three degrees, sure. and if you have low humidity, it may feel a little cooler than that. Who knows? Yeah, probably not. Okay, so, yeah, I'm really curious next time. I just want to, you know, make a note of those models and see if we got any long-term stuff. You know, I mean, and uh, we always always talk about when you're in spring, you're in the cold, and then you get these, it warms up and warms up, and then you get another cold front slam, and then it warms up more in cold front slam. Well, this is kind of the opposite. You know, we've slammed the cold front, and then we're kind of, well, not the opposite, but it's, we're going the other direction now. So this is typical. I mean, this is September, October, November. Yeah. Meteorological fall. I mean, we are in El Nino, too. Maybe that could affect oh, a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I checked that last week. No. No, did the new El Nino come out, didn't it? It's the first Thursday of the month. Oh, I'll, right. Okay, I'll check, I'll check that. that out on the weather school. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, is that all you got on your model minute? That's all there is to talk about. Okay, let's talk about sneezing. <laughs> okay, uh, same thing. Uh, I'm on uh, pollen.com. Uh, I'm sure Corey will hit the Springfield site. Uh, pollen.com says ragweed, nettle, and chinopods still. However, Tuesday, tomorrow... They're in the medium-low category. Then Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, the medium-high category. Now, they've been screaming up there like 11s and 12. 12 is the top of the scale. And they're talking like 11 and 11 and a half for a while. Now we're talking about 9s, 8.5s, 9s for the rest of the week. So maybe there's a little bit less going on. The rain's probably going to help. But what are you seeing on Springfield? Mold is moderate. Ooh, Okay. The cladosporium. Yeah, those clads. Grass is also moderate. Elm, there's some elm, but it's low. Huh. Trees, but ragweed is high. 264. 264. Oh. 264. Yesterday, it was only 50. Wow. So. I'm glad it's not affecting you yet. That's, uh. You know, it's not. (laughs) That's great. Or, we, I would sleep at the windows open and just. Afraid to, you know. I got hot last night, actually. I turned, I cranked down the air to about 68 degrees. Wow. Now, Cher is allergic to stuff, isn't she? Yeah. I forget, She's yeah. She's allergic to ragweed just as much as I am. Is she Is she all? She hasn't got it yet this really? year. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's a different brood. I just, I just heard a, a, a Star Talk episode on I, cicadas. <laughs> I don't know much about ragweed. No, ambrosia. It's also called ambrosia. <laughs> That's all I know about it. I couldn't pick it out if I'm out and you know the side of the road. I I couldn't pick it out. I yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. I probably see it all the time. Who knows? Let's say they have little little dish rags hanging off. It's of their a terrible plumes. name, ragweed. Yeah, I guess they wanted to, you know, to uh, make it a little more appealing with ambrosia. <laughs> I always think of ambrosia as a color. I guess. I mean. Amber, you know, kind of ambrosia. Yeah. 
Anyway, well, good for them. So that's what's happening this week. Uh, and we just need that first hard freeze, and we're definitely not seeing it yet. So I'm going to keep those antihistamines rolling. Okay, let's get to, <clears throat> as I clear my throat, next segment. It's tropical. So let's talk about something you had seen and the Weather Channel had been talking about. It's tropical system that they said, we got to keep our eye on this one. It's It could be something big. And show enough, Hurricane Lee. Lee? Lee. Lee? Yeah. Is he going to be a bother? Uh, I don't think... I'm pretty sure he's not going to be going into the eastern United States. There may be some, like, waves, you know, but really the thing is going to start turning north. Every, it's been a big hype. Everybody's hyping about it. Well, it went Cat 5 for a while, though. Oh, my God. Well, in one day. Quick, very quickly. <laughs> I mean, literally, one day. What A fun fact on Lee, it increased. Okay, it was at 80 miles an hour. And that's a minimal Category 1 hurricane. It increased by 85 miles an hour within a 24-hour period. So it went from 80 to 165 within 24 hours. Now, that's way beyond Bomba Genesis. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. And and they say... Oh, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, yeah. Hurricane Lee increased by 85 miles per hour in 24-hour period, which ties with Hurricane Matthew for the third fastest rapid intensification storm in the Atlantic. I'm not sure what the first is. I need to do that. But the, tied mm. with the third fastest. So crazy. Wow. Talk about a bomb cyclone. And rapid intensification, when they, so when they say that, is defined of a storm going at least 35 mile per hour increase within 24 hours. And Lee just blew that out of the water. <laughs> All right, see that? I did that there. Wait. That's great. Yeah. I'm funny. Okay. But they did put the city of Boston in the latest cone. Yeah, I haven't see seen it yet. No. Very, it's on the very edge now. And Fox News or Fox Weather came up on my phone saying, Boston now in the cone of destruction or whatever for hurricane. <laughs> so it's on the very edge and it's probably not going to hit On the it. cone. Not not the direct path, but the cone. On the right. very edge of the cone. Yeah. They, they If you look at the Hurricane Center, you'll see at the, at the storm's pinnacle, at the storm itself, it's very narrow and it widens out. It's called the cone of uncertainty. And it's... It, they're giving d- potential of where it might go. And if it's the left side of the cone is barely on Boston, it may not go hit Boston, but. Right. That might cause some waves. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Well, and here's something else new that my buddy Ray told me the, the Saturday night because I played the show. One of the really high end disc golf tournaments are going to be held in Boston that Uh-oh. weekend. <laughs> Can you imagine throwing a frisbee? I'll never come down. <laughs> I thought that was really, really fun. So I thought that was fun. okay. So right now, or, or at the at the latest that I saw, I think the five uh, five update or something. Uh, Hurricane Lee was right at 115 miles an hour, very minimal Category Three, but a major hurricane moving mm-hmm. west northwest at seven. Now that's way slowed down because it was trucking like at 16 miles an hour. Now it's kind of slowed way down. Uh, it's going to turn north and head for Boston and Maine and that area. Okay, so we got another it's now hurricane down to west northwest at six. By the way, so it is continuing to slow down. Yes. It, what's the wind? Still 115? 115. Yeah. So what 111 or, or greater is a Category 3. So it's just barely Category 3. Weren't they talking about it going to Cat 4 before? It... Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, really? Okay. No. Because there's a little shear out there. I don't see it. So I was going to say Cat 3, right on the edge of Cat 3, maybe Cat 2 by... Oh, this one's to say Cat 2 by, I mean, for another couple of days before going down to... A... I mean, a Cat 3, sorry. I mean, it's going to stay, this wants it to stay a Cat 3 until the 13th or the 14th and then go down to Category 2. Oh. So it might just be kind of holding its own. Okay. Minimal. Of course, where's Bermuda falling into all that? 
Is it? They're on the cone, right? Uh, it it was. Yeah. They were like right on the. Uh, they're not in the cone on this one. They're not. Okay. No. The 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 hurricane is forecast to uh, go between them and North Carolina. Okay. So. Yeah. Now, some effect. Lee is so large, though. It may, you know, there may be some waves and oh, surf stuff. But not. We're not talking about you know inundation at this point. I or, don't see any strengthening. I don't see any imminent landfall for the United States. Yeah. Or anywhere really. Uh, yeah. E- even even right the middle of the cone. Now, I mean, that could change. But you know, we're getting kind of a better idea of. It going more north, and uh, well, mm-hmm. who knows? It could recurve and go hit Greenland, like we talked about. Never know. <laughs> Don't know. Um, got another one out there, Hurricane Margo. Minimal hurricane. Uh, that one just kind of sitting out there. It's moving north. It won't affect any land. Uh, it just it's going to be a hurricane. I mean, literally in the middle of the ocean. So I mean, it's... it might get up to Cat Two though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're you're seeing more intense stuff. I'm just looking at the basic H. I don't think it'll get much more than that. But then it starts kind of doing the whole drunk hurricane thing. Oh, the drunken sailor. Right. That tends to do that, right? (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, and then it's gonna it'll do that for a few days, and then just kind of. Yeah, kind of move around and kind of decrease a little bit. Um, we have two areas of interest. Uh, the first one near the Cabo Verde Islands. The seven-day outlook is 60%, and this has changed since, uh, let me know, uh, uh, several hundred miles west-southwest of Cabo Verde. Oh, Oh, I see what I did. I can't read my own notes. One, one of these two areas of interest is near Cabo Verde. Vert Islands, seven-day outlook is 60%. It will become something. And the other one, several hundred miles west-southwest of Cabo Verde Islands, it's expected to merge with that other storm. Mm. And so w- once that does, it, who knows? I don't think it's really going to do much, but it's kind of taken that Lee track, maybe a little further south than Lee. That that one closer to Cabo or, or Cape Verde is actually where it's at. Cape, okay. That is exactly where Margot uh, formed. Exactly. Oh. I mean, exactly where it formed. So okay. it kind of moved to the north. It didn't go. Usually when they form right there, that's something to watch, and they go all the way up to Florida or whatever. But yeah. they're going kind of more north right now for some reason. Huh. Something coming off of the uh, United States. Well, Lee, pushing. I know why, is going north. What's that? Uh, there's an area of low pressure on the east right. coast, and it's it's counterclockwise winds, and then a, a, a decaying area of high pressure is over the ocean, so it's the funnel effect. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of kind of steering it that way. Now, Margo, I it don't really know. is huge though. If it were to hit the the east coast, it would take up most of the east coast. It really would. I didn't realize how big it was. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yeah, so that's why I was saying, you know, the the, air, the area of wind around it will get, you know, some nice waves for mm-hmm. the surfers going to love it on the East Coast. Uh, Margo, we just don't know. Uh, we had Hurricane Hova, J-O-V-A, I guess that's how you pronounce it, out in the Pacific. I looked tonight, nothing. So it it raged for a while, went to, down to a tropical depression, then went to post-tropical, and that was yesterday. And then I looked today, and there's nothing out there. So right now, all the action is in the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, that's that's where we're going. Um, there's not even like a seven day outlook of anything over there. So, okay, uh, you see anything else out there in the? No, no, that was it. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, uh, I will research a little bit of El Nino, but in the meantime, let's get to the weather school. It's about barometric pressure. We always talk about barometric pressure, the central minimum pressure of these hurricanes, and the barometric pressure is going to start going up and down a lot more now that we're going into the winter season. So let's learn about barometric pressure. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. My grandma just called and said it's going to storm because she could feel it in her joints. Could this be from a drop in barometric pressure? 
Atmospheric pressure, sometimes also called barometric pressure, is the pressure within the atmosphere of the Earth. The mean sea level pressure, or MSLP, is the average atmospheric pressure at mean sea level. This is the atmospheric pressure normally given in weather reports on radio, television, and newspapers or on the internet. When barometers in the home are set to match the local weather reports, they measure pressure adjusted to sea level, not the actual local atmospheric pressure. In most circumstances, atmospheric pressure is closely approximated by the weight of the air above the measurement point. As elevation increases, there is less overlying atmospheric mass, so atmospheric pressure decreases with increasing elevation. Atmospheric pressure varies widely on Earth, and these changes are important in studying weather and climate. There are two types of barometers, mercury and aneroid. In the mercury barometer, atmospheric pressure balances a column of mercury, the height of which can be precisely measured. Atmospheric pressure at sea level is about 14.7 pounds per square inch, equivalent to 29.92 inches of mercury or 1,013.25 millibars. A non-liquid barometer is called the aneroid barometer and is widely used in portable instruments and in aircraft altimeters because of its smaller size and convenience. It contains a flexible walled evacuated capsule, the wall of which deflates with changes in atmospheric pressure. This deflection is coupled mechanically to an indicating needle. A mercury barometer is used to calibrate and check the aneroid barometers. Barometric pressure also changes with the weather, or <laughs> rather the weather changes with changes in barometric pressure. Being able to measure and analyze small changes in atmospheric pressure helps meteorologists track the weather and predict storms. Remember when your grandma used to say that she knew when a storm was coming because she could feel it in her bones? Well, it turns out that she may not have been as crazy as you thought. Changes in barometric pressure that accompany storms and shifts in weather patterns do affect our bodies, and many people are more sensitive to those effects than others. Although it's been indicated as a possible cause for everything from changes in blood pressure to an increase in joint pain, it can be difficult to pinpoint barometric pressure changes as the definitive cause for these issues when so many other atmospheric changes, like temperature, precipitation, wind speed, and direction, often accompany these shifts in the weather. Dr. Matthew Fink, a neurologist-in-chief at New York Presbyterian Hospital, explained that low barometric pressure can cause headaches or migraines by creating a pressure difference between the atmosphere and the air-filled sinuses. The problem is exacerbated when the sinuses are congested or blocked for any reason. Researchers at Tufts New England Medical Center in Boston surveyed 200 patients with knee osteoarthritis and found a link between changes in barometric pressure and ambient temperature and changes in knee pain severity. It's not clear why a falling barometer would exacerbate joint pain and arthritis, but studies such as this one confirm that they do. It could be that barometric pressure affects the viscosity of the fluid that lines joint sacs, or it could be that it triggers the pain responses in the nerve endings of the joint. Either way, it's what your grandma has been saying for years. Some people feel pain in their joints when a storm is approaching. According to biometeorologist Jennifer Vanos, Ph.D., when the barometric pressure drops, so does your blood pressure. For some, this might mean a feeling of dizziness or even blurred vision. Blood pressure is usually higher in winter when lower temperature causes your blood vessels to become more narrow. 
that's when more pressure is needed to force blood through those smaller veins and arteries. However, a study in the American Journal of Hypertension found no observed association between blood pressure variability and barometric pressure. Let's look at a couple of extremes in barometric pressure. The highest adjusted to sea level pressure ever recorded on Earth above 750 meters was 32.03 inches. The highest adjusted to sea level barometric pressure ever recorded below 750 meters was at Agata and Evenk Autonomous Okrug in Russia, elevation of 856 feet on December 31, 1968, of 32 inches. The Dead Sea, the lowest place on Earth at 1,410 feet below sea level, has a correspondingly high typical atmospheric pressure of 31.45 inches. The lowest non-tornadic atmospheric pressure ever measured was 25.69 inches set on October 12, 1979 during Typhoon Tip in the Western Pacific Ocean. The measurement was based on an instrumental observation made from a reconnaissance aircraft. In weather, air drifts from high-pressure zones to low-pressure zones. So, different air-pressure zones in an area create a stream of wind. Although it is not visible, air pressure affects the weather pattern to a great extent. Rising air creates low pressure while sinking air creates high pressure. With high pressure, sinking air suppresses weather development and produces clear skies with dry and stable weather. The wind travels clockwise around high-pressure systems in the northern hemisphere. Low-pressure systems produce unstable weather conditions like rain or storms. In a low-pressure zone, wind is circulated inwards and upwards rapidly, traveling counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. As a result, air rises and cools, clouds and precipitation are formed. Storms are the deep center areas of low-pressure systems. So the next time you hear Grandma start complaining that her knees are hurting, check the barometer and the forecast, because a storm could be on the way. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, see, I'm getting to that age where, oh, you know, brain's coming. My, my bones are popping and my joints are hurting and everybody's pointing and laughing. Except Corey. Corey's busy. <laughs> you're looking at something. I don't know what you're doing. Anyway, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news. I only have... Uh, I have a fun fact. Um, Hurricane Patricia holds the record for the strongest winds ever in a tropical storm. 215 miles an hour with a central minimum pressure of 872 millibars. That's like if the pressure on uh, the mercury scale would be 25.2. Like seven. Now, when was that? It's been a while, right? I like, knew you would ask me 50s? that. Fifties, sixties. I don't know either. I, I was just getting stat. You know, I should know. Let me see. Do I know that? Here, you say something. When was Hurricane Patricia? <laughs> Here's what I found from Wikipedia. Hurricane Patricia. It was in 20, 2015. Yeah. The there. October twentieth. Yeah, October 20th, 25th. I just had to find my graphic. Huh. Yeah, 20, 25.75. Why do I not remember that, though? Uh, I should have remembered that. Yeah, you should have. But didn't. I'm going to take away your storm door badge. 2015. <laughs> Things course, have happened since then. Yeah, well, I didn't know either, so I don't need <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, and uh, I thought this was interesting. My only other thing I have is uh, Storm, It's they call it Storm Daniel. And Storm Daniel is being classified as what they call a Medicaid. 
Not Medicare, but Medicaid. Do you have any idea why they would call it a Medicaid? We've talked about these before on here. We have? Yeah. Well, I don't remember. Mediterranean Sea. Oh. We've used that term before on the Stormdar really? Weather podcast. Oh. Well, Long here. time ago. Okay, here's my Stormdar Maybe card. it you was could... a weather of the week. <laughs> I remember. I, oh, really? Maybe yeah. it was. It could have been. <laughs> I've slept since then. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, they said at least 14 people have died and several remain missing across Greece, Turkey, and Bulgaria as torrential rain and severe flooding batter southern Europe. Uh, Yeah, they said this is a level two of three warning of severe storms issued by, uh, for Greece, issued by the um, Meteorological Society of something. I I lost my place. Yeah, it's it's a nice little article. Medicaid Daniel. So... Yeah, it's it's a Storm Daniel. Storm That's weird Daniel. Because my son Garen, his friend's name's Daniel Stormant. That weird? Oh wow! Yeah, that's kind of funny actually. Huh? Ask him if he's uh, got Daniel Stormant. Anyway, you got any? Got any? What? You got any other news? I got there? some bittersweet news. Uh oh. Okay. Very bittersweet. Well, let me get my drops ready. Okay, so bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, tonight is, was an in, the end of an era. Tonight. At the Springfield National Weather Service. What do you mean? Uh, one of the meteorologists sent up their last weather balloon after 32 years oh. of uh, service to the National Weather Service. She first started her uh, career at the Norman, Oklahoma Weather Forecast Office. That's where she put up her first balloon 31 years ago. And tonight was her very last balloon. And this would be service hydrologist Megan Terry. <gasps> Megan Terry is retiring. Oh, well, congratulations! Well, Thirty-two shoot. plus years—that's a long time. Remember, to, I wanted—I wanted to have her on yeah. the podcast. Well, she's probably freeing up some time for us now, right? Okay, she's I got—I got—I got to email her. Retirement, but I need to know when take you're available. A, take her on a cave tour. We can just do it in the cave. Okay. Do a podcast from the cave. You, you That'd got, be cool. You got, oh my God. <laughs> We'd have to do a video podcast That'd down there. Cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, huh. wow. Yeah. Okay. I need to get your schedule because if I get her, I need to like figure out yeah, we'll how figure you want to be on it with out. me. Well, uh, she's have, lead hydrologist, right? She was, I, I, I think so. Oh, wow. It just says service hydrologist. She's probably okay. the only hydrologist at Springfield, I'm guessing. I don't know how. Maybe well. around here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Megan I'm pretty Terry. sure she was. Well, congratulations, Megan. I will. I'm going to reach out. But the next check week. out the Springfield National Weather Service's Facebook. They they got pictures of her and video of her sending up that last weather balloon. Oh, how cool! So pretty cool. Wow! After 31 years, 30, good for 32. her. Yeah, 32 plus years. It says. Whew. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I waited too late. All right, we'll talk after the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a little quick uh, update on the El Nino status. Uh, the, we are definitely in La Ni- uh, El Nino conditions, and El Nino is expected to continue through at least February of 2024. There's 95% chance it will keep going. And uh, so through the winter, I mean, pretty, pretty much through the winter, we're going to have an El Nino yeah. pretty strong way. You know, I don't hear chatter of an ex- ex- extremely bad one. I think... We're going to have an above-average temperature winter. That's what I think. You know, I'm kind of thinking that, too. I'm feeling it. I'm feel, that's what I'm feeling. We need to, and I'm feeling it because of El Nino. That's why. We, we, we need Excuse me. We need to do another uh, one of our winter weather updates. Well, I'll get again. the dartboard. <laughs> we talked about doing it with a, with a disc. We could do that, too. I don't know. We'll think about it. We haven't done one in so long. We might... Probably 2015, probably last El Nino year. Who knows? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Okay. Is that all you got for? Yeah, I didn't have much. All right. Let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the weather word of the week. So, Corey, what is, I found this one. I love this one. I learned it the other day. So what is this week's Stormdar weather, weather word of the week? Sail drone. By golly, I learned it. So what in the world is a sail drone? I mean, I've heard of these. I don't, I've never seen one. A sail drone is an autonomous sailing drone used as a tool to provide high-quality oceanic and atmospheric observations. 
with a speed through the water of two to eight knots, they have a range of more than 16,000 <laughs> nautical miles. Boy, they'll, they'll get around, won't they? Yeah. An endurance of up to 12 months. Yeah. I saw it. it it's pretty big. It, it looks like about the half of size of my car. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little triangle thing. And it's a drone, but they were pulling them out to the ocean. I actually saw them pulling them out and sending them out so they could go and get right in the path of Lee. That's cool. Yeah. So a drone, an, 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 a sea drone. And I think there's some place where it, it, uh, there's video. When Lee come mm-hmm. out, I mean, if, you, if you're prone to seasickness, do not watch this because it's like everything was... <laughs> yeah, I'm showing Corey. He's like, oh my gosh. I, I could watch a little bit. It's like, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sail, S-A-I-L, drone. Sail drone. It's one word. I thought, how cool. I'm looking for new weather words. That is cool. Me. All right. Well, going to have a wonderful week of weather out there. And you're going to Arkansas tomorrow and then yeah. kick back up toward the week. Friday. Awesome. Awesome socks. Yeah, I'm going to try to get out and play some disc golf in this lovely 70-degree weather. Don't see much rain if it, except tonight. Uh, my radar went down on my computer over there. Uh, should get about a half an inch. I think the latest, they said, Branson, uh, uh, the graphic said a half to three quarters, but the actual forecast grid says a quarter to half. So, yeah, I'm just going to say either side of a half an inch, which we need. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great to him. So, oh, well, you got anything else? I saw Starlink this week. I missed it. I was out with Gary and I was watching. It was like 10 minutes later than my phone said it was going to be. Okay. I just had a feeling I was just going to sit there. And if I didn't catch that one, I was going to catch the next one. <laughs> okay. And I firm, sure, this is the first time I, I by, I've tried probably five times and I finally saw it this time. It was cool. Oh, I've seen it before when it's over here. This was years ago. They flew right over us. I missed it because, see, there's houses and trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Gary and I were out there. We were actually, you I was just staring. It. If you were looking at the right, it wouldn't have been blocked. There's no way. There's right just no way. Us. Yeah. Crap. How long, now, how long did it take to go from? Four minutes. So, literally, from when you saw it at, on the horizon, yeah. four minutes. That's a long time. It is. Now, Boy, if they're I, lower down, they don't take as long. If they're higher oh, up, it's right. four minutes. Right. And I did a little research. I didn't know. You know, they're not like normal satellites. You know, when you talk about mm-hmm. normal satellites, they're way up there in the atmosphere, you know, 22,000 miles or whatever. Right, right. These are, are, are low-altitude, low-orbit satellites, and they're only 300 miles up. That's all they are. Oh, that is pretty low. That is low. So uh, I guess, you know, I mean, they're not very big. But I'm there's sure. like millions of them. They can't be them. very big. Because one rocket launch, they just launched one rocket and there was like 30 satellites in that thing, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, apparently it's supposed to be, give internet around the world, isn't it? My cousin just got it in Oklahoma. You okay. subscribe to it? Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything. I'd have a modem, you get so. A, you get a special modem or an antenna on your house or whatever. Uh-huh. And I... Couldn't tell you how in the world it works. Yeah, because if they're how flying across, the... I don't get it. Because well, I know there's like hundreds oh, of them all out over, there. They cover the globe. Yeah, <laughs> bring the internet to where nobody had it before, in the jungle. You know, which is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, but it's a lot better than what she had. I mean, it's faster than what she had. I think, I think it's like it's only like three hundred, you know, download or something like. That's that. That's what that is. I've got three hundred, but. In places where you don't have cable, it's right. amazing for countries or, you know, whatever. Taneyville? Say, <laughs> no, say you know, they had a big earthquake this week in Morocco. And what if they took all that, all the infrastructure was damaged, you'd still have that, the satellites, you know. Yeah, that, that's right. It. Right. So. Wow. I, mean, I think they're, it's good. A lot of people complain. A lot of astronomers complain that it's trashing up the view all the satellites, there's too much space, you know, man-made junk. stuff, junk flying around now. Yeah. I think it, I mean, I've only seen it once. I liked it. I, I like to look at things like that. But, oh, yeah, I do too. But those got to come down eventually, you know. They're not going to stay up there forever. 
You sure? I don't, I don't think they will. Every satellite eventually comes down, crashes somewhere in the ocean. No, 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 research it because they have that it goes to storage. Well, a lot of them come down. That's okay. Space junk. A lot of them do. Oh, okay. Cause, cause I know there's, there's, there's like a, like a garage, space garage up there. When they're done with it, they just kind of move it over there and put it in the storage area. But some of them come down. Oh, yeah. Isn't that dangerous? Oh, I guess they can control to come down over Actually, the ocean. Actually, they can't. They never well, know. Well, that's not sure good. Come down. <laughs> but a lot of, you know, <laughs> most of the earth is ocean. True. And most of it burns up in the atmosphere. That's as true, it too. <laughs> I just saw a video of one yesterday. It was on fire, and it had a special telescope, and you could see the entire thing on fire as it was coming down. So like a... Like a uh, what is it I'm thinking of? Uh, like like a fireball when they call about the fireball. Wow. I mean, I'm, yeah, I got to find out what the space garage is called or something. Yeah, but that that's I mean, if they if they come down, that's even better. It happens. Wow. So uh, hopefully it isn't. Well, I think I'm going to stay in because I don't want to get, you know pummeled by some kind of space and there's no garage 300 miles up i bet those are for the higher altitude ones i'm sure oh yeah those are low altitude and i know i'm thinking of like the way i doubt if none of these newer starlink satellites have died yet no so what happens when they start dying because they put these things up weekly almost and they're all going to be coming down at the same time you know what i'm saying oh gosh i never thought of that (laughs) Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. We're going to have to invent new warnings. Starlink warning. <laughs> Go inside. I don't know. So anyway, is that all you got? Yep. <laughs> well, I think we better wrap this up before we get banned or something <laughs> off of some platform. Anyway, so uh, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our post to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this week, so join us next time for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Stormdar Weather.